Welcome into a very special after-school edition of the uh, Warrior Full Circle podcast. We're going to teach you life lessons. <laughs> and we are going to. Well, to make mistakes. Well, we're going to teach you some lessons. I don't necessarily know if they're life lessons. <laughs> yeah. But uh, for those unfamiliar or just have forgotten because we do this so infrequently, uh, I am DT. I am the uh, digital and social manager here at uh, Warrior Hockey. Well said. And the man that you just heard is KP or Keith Pereira. He is our brand manager here at Warrior Hockey. Uh, how's it going, man? I'm good. I'm good. I haven't seen you in so I haven't spoken to you so long <laughs> through a microphone. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's the caveat there. Through a microphone because we literally speak to each other every single day. People laugh at us in the office. Yes, it's a very interesting dynamic that we have. Et is my area. work husband, but yeah, we'll get into it's that. Very, later. very well put. That's exactly what my wife calls you. Yeah, thank you. Um, we have an interesting relationship with that. But way. today, my role and your role are different. Yes. We have different hats today. So I am going to be narrator and interviewer. And historian. Well, you are the historian. Well, no, I, yeah, I guess I am. You are the historian and caretaker of the, <laughs> of the <laughs> Warrior Stick Graphic Library. <laughs> so, you know what I just reminded me of that when you said caretaker? Remember the old lady from Billy Madison? Yes. Yeah, that's, yes. that's who I am. Yes. I'm the old lady from Billy Madison who says Miles Davis is cool because, or if you, whatever. <laughs> you, guys, you guys get the joke. I See, I, I liken it more to uh, the librarian in uh, Star Wars, the old lady that comes over and says, that star doesn't exist if it's not in the map. Oh, well, yeah, but she was wrong. Yeah, she was wrong. Yeah, so I'm not wrong. You're not wrong. No, see? <laughs> I I have a six year old that is obsessed with Star Wars, so I know I know what's right and wrong. Uh, so if you found this podcast, and if you're listening, you obviously have. This uh, is this is going to be a little bit different than our normal format. Longer. So what we're going to do here, and obviously you found our Stick Heritage page on our Warrior Hockey blog. Um, so what we're going to do, because Keith has a long history with this company, blogs on tape. Yes, blogs on tape. Put this one in your tape deck in your car and uh, get going. If anybody remembers tape deck in cars, you're, uh, no, you're old. they don't. Uh, so Keith and I are going to take you through some of the, um, the history of our stick graphics, uh, kind of why they looked the way they did, what, why they were named what they were, and some of the ideas behind the design uh, going all the way back to our very beginning uh, in 2005. Yeah. Now, I, I didn't start back in 2005, but I do know a lot of the stories that went with the graphics that went on on those sticks back then, uh, some of the stories of the product, of course, which I had to tell. Um, my my role back then was as a product manager, so I had an intimate uh, knowledge and, and working relationship with these sticks, especially with the people who designed them and developed them. Uh, all credit to guys like Isaac Garcia, uh, Jared Cartuccio is part of that. Um, and then uh, Dustin Desmarais, who was our designer back, way back when, um, and so we can talk a little bit to uh, some of those designs and some of the ideas behind them. But really, I think this is kind of, I think the idea was having an accompaniment to, or an additional resource to the amazing work that I should give credit to DT for. He compiled the stories, he compiled all the graphics, he worked with our, our design teams uh, to get all these graphics in this most amazing blog that you guys, if, you, if you're catching the podcast and you haven't seen the blog, you got to look at the blog. It's on warriorhockey.com. Yeah, so feel free to go ahead and follow along as we take you through the history here. 
Um, special shout out, you mentioned him already, to Isaac Garcia. Isaac uh, helped grab all of these graphics for me yes. and put them in a, in a format that I could use. Um, and as it you says... You want to talk about someone who's worked for the company since the beginning. Yeah, he Isaac's the godfather. He worked for the company before it was a company. Yes, Isaac is so the godfather of... He's been, uh, of the, he's been of a warrior of and innovative since, like... 1992. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Isaac. So a big, big help and big thank you to Isaac. Um, as it does note on the blog, not uh, not all the graphics may be 100% of how they actually hit retail shelves. Right. Uh, sometimes there are last-minute changes that don't necessarily get put on the, the graphic artwork. file. Yeah, so these are all the artwork yeah. files. So these are all the original, final, in quotation, artwork files. And and it's important to say, too, that I feel like we didn't want to put just images of the product because anyone can find those images right. anywhere. Um, I think when you see the graphics and when you click on the graphics on the blog, they're flattened. So, you know, as you guys know, you probably know, is all the graphics are built out and printed out as a decal, and then they're transferred to the stick and, and you know, to use a bad word, but stuck to the stick or, yep. or you know, uh, attached to the stick and so they usually come as one one piece that wraps around the shaft so that's why you'll see uh, all these graphics in flat format which is the way that they're designed which should be said it's kind of hard to design something flat um, to wrap around a stick like yeah that. Uh, contrary to popular belief the graphics are not painted on the sticks no no they that are, take they way are, too they long. are wraps way uh, too long so let's start. Yeah, so let's uh, let's start right at the very beginning. We're going to take you back to 2005. The Starsky. The very first stick, the Starsky. And this was after the acquisition. So Warrior acquired Innovative. Uh, Innovative was a um, hockey company, hockey stick company, uh, based in California. Originally, I think they were built uh, uh, based in Spokane. Um, so they were based in, Innovative was based in California at this time that they were acquired. And... Innovative had a long history in the NHL. Uh, they already had a lot of players using their product, so uh, the acquisition by Warrior made made sense. They had a facility, a factory in Mexico uh, that built all their product there. So um, they were also a vendor of record or OEM for some other brands out there that wanted to make pro sticks in that factory. I won't mention them, but um, some of the some of the real history buffs out there will know what Innovative did in the past. So the Starsky was the first. Splash of a Warrior-branded innovative stick uh, in the NHL. And the graphic itself, if you click on it, uh, was a pretty sparse graphic. I mean, this graphic design and direction came from Isaac and another gentleman. Actually, I forget his name. I'm sorry. I should have known this before we started the podcast, but he's based in Venice Beach, California. Um, and he worked with one of our first brand managers at the time, whose name was Holmes. Um, he... And the three of those guys worked on this graphic and wanted to make a big splash in something different. So they based it a little off of the Starsky and Hutch vehicle, which began Warriors play into getting in <laughs> trouble for things uh, because they pushed the envelope. And so the uh, I believe the producers of the film actually contacted Warrior and said, you can't sell something uh, with that look or even that name on it. So that stick went away very quickly. And is continues to be one of the uh, hardest sticks to find to I this have day. one. You, that's the other side note is you have just about one of every single Almost. one there, of these sticks. There are some sticks that I still don't have, which I need to probably contact Jay Chen for. 
but that's a different matter. <laughs> but the this graphic, this stick has virtually disappeared from the marketplace. Yes, it has. It, it is. It had to. Yeah, it had to. By law. It's, it's almost impossible <laughs> to find unless you happen to find a pro stock stick still floating around. Sure, or one in a garage somewhere. Yeah. So in 2006, this was when, so this was after the acquisition, after the Starsky first hit the NHL. Um, this was really the first line of product that came out from Warrior. Um, so this included the Mac Daddy, which was one of the first, and at the time I think only, true one product that was marketed as a true one, um, which you know was a name that we've always used, which means that the stick itself was molded as one piece, complete piece. The Dolomite, which really put us on the map in the NHL. Um, and the Royale and the AK-27 shaft, which was named after Alexei Kovalev. So let's talk a little bit of the Mac Daddy. So at this time, back then, when you looked at a stick rack or even when you looked at an NHL stick rack even, whether it be a retailer or NHL, the sticks had all kind of looked the same. They all had a kind of a technical, mostly black, but a technical look, um, almost like a tennis racket kind of look. Uh, if you guys think back, this was the age of um, the Easton synergies, and they all kind of, all those Easton sticks kind of looked about the same. When the Mac Daddy and the Dolomite came on the, on the, on the playing field, uh, if you will, it, it really shook it up. Um, the combinations, and Isaac can speak a lot to this, but the combinations of the yellow and green and the blue and green, uh, sorry, the blue and orange, um, that was very different at the time. And uh, with the Mac Daddy, you had an all yellow stick and you had an all blue stick. Um, they, were, they were amazingly visible at the NHL. And that was really the key. And, and one of the things that Holmes and Isaac pushed through is that we have to have, since we're a new brand, we have to make our product visible on the ice. And uh, they certainly achieved that with those two sticks. This Dolomite was the was my first warrior stick. Oh really? Yeah, All I right, good. I happened to pick up it's a good thing you work here now. <laughs> I happened to pick up a pro stock of this graphic uh, way back when. Yeah. Uh out that of, was way back when. Yeah, and I still have it. Really? I still have wow, it. Wow, look at that. DT's a collector too. I, I am. I it's it's about bone collector. four inches too short for me now, but I do still have the <laughs> stick. Wow. So yeah, I mean that that was, that was a hell of a year, and that's really what put us on the map. I, I you know, in from a retail standpoint, uh, the dealers were excited for Warrior when we first came out. Um, the dealers and the consumers alike, whenever they saw those sticks on the shelves, it really was a different product and a different brand. And along with that went a lot of our marketing too. So we had a very different uh, way of marketing hockey and marketing to hockey players. And uh, it really helped catch us on. I mean, those, those early guys that started Warrior back then, they did an amazing job of setting up our brand to be different. And uh, that really came from our president, Dave Morrow, saying, we're not going to be like everyone else, and that's okay. This, I, I, the reason I had this stick, obviously being from the Detroit area, Chris Draper. Right. I yeah. saw him using it. I you know, obviously watched the Red Wings on TV every night. Yeah, and he was the first. He, he was, was the first Warrior Pro. Yeah, and he used the Starsky on the ice did. too. He did. And that's where. Like, but I couldn't find that one. So. No, that was pretty <laughs> tough. Um, and then he and then he used the Mac Daddy for a little bit, not not that much, because he thought it was crazy. And then he he I think he went to the Dolomite yep. as his go-to, which uh, 
which was pretty amazing for us. I think the Mac Daddy, actually, the, honestly, the first time he used the Mac Daddy, if I remember correctly, was when he went to uh, World Championships. Mm -hmm. So he went out. We probably got the letter from the lawyer for the Starsky. <laughs> and then he went to World Championships and was in the Mac Daddy yellow. Um, but I'm sure you guys can find some images to prove me wrong if I'm wrong on that. <laughs> um, so that was 2007. Uh, or that was 2006. Sorry, if we go into 2007 now, if you're following along, that's the first year of the Chronic. Um, so the Chronic, the big story on the Chronic that year was that it was super light. At that time, sticks ranged probably in like a 460, 475 in that range. Uh, mostly because at the time, the materials didn't allow you to make the walls thin enough and didn't allow you to shave enough weight. Uh, and most of the sticks at that time, the highest selling or the more volume selling price points were fused. So when you had a fuse point in a stick, it really added a lot of weight. Well, the Chronic was, um, using the True One technology, was one of the first sticks that got in around the range of 420 grams. So, you know, 420, you said? Not that I know anything about that, but that's part of the reason why it was called the Chronic and part of the reason why we use that beautiful, deep metallic green color <laughs> that, uh, that you find on that stick. So, I think that's all I need to say about that. You guys understand um, the idea behind the graphic on the Chronic. Um, also, in that year, Mac Daddy Blue was introduced. Uh, so, that was an additional colorway to the yellow uh, that was already out. And then, what else do we have here? The Dolomite Blue. Yeah, so the Dolomite Blue, that was the blue and orange one that I, that I said earlier, right? So yep. that was the year that we introduced the blue and orange, uh, which always is my favorite. And maybe, you know, when we get down to the covert, that could be, uh, <laughs> I could talk a little bit about that. Uh, Shogun was one of the first products that we made in the, uh, I believe at the time it was a 139 price point. So it was a lower price point. Uh, stick um, that graphic actually the graphic was great on Love it. It was graphic. a beautiful graphic It was a, a, a deep red on a black uh, So we went with more of a traditional uh, What we felt I think even at the time was that we needed to not scale back our look but um, get a little bit more of the uh, Adult league crowd uh, using our sticks rather than the young guys we made a huge splash with a lot of the young young kids out there using graph like a very bright graphic um, so the Shogun was a, us you know scaling a little bit back so that we can get some sales uh, from someone that didn't necessarily want to use a, a bright yellow stick or a bright blue stick I had that one too <laughs> DT uh, AK-27 came up with a second colorway and a lot of these second colorways at the time we used them to determine this was back when clear sticks were selling pretty well. So the different colorways would always uh, determine what was grip and what was clear. Um, at the time, we did two different colors to show you uh, what the difference was on the stick rack uh, between the two grip and clear finishes. In 2008, uh, we introduced the Psycho, which was a $99 price point stick. Um, again, trying to get as many sticks as possible out there, trying to get as many customers as we could. Um, this was during that, that age where we tried to hit every price point for every player, and but keep the same kind of technology throughout the product, which is something that Warrior's always done pretty well. The Johnson Shaft. Have a moment of silence for the Johnson. <laughs> so the Johnson was, uh, was an amazing, 
amazing graphic. Uh, if you have a Johnson shaft and, and you can read some of the stuff that we put on there, uh, one thing we should mention is we always had fun with the way we named things. So um, those, this is back in the era, the 08s, 07, 06, with the era of nipple grip, uh, which was a pretty cool graphic, a pretty cool uh, uh, logo that, that Isaac and the guys built to show what nipple grip meant. But really, it had a very technical feel to it, which was that it was one of the first textured grips on a stick. Uh, and that, that means that the actual grip was raised. So it was one of the first sticks that had kind of a raised grip feel along with the finish that was sprayed on top of it. So um, that was actually a, a technological uh, benefit to the player. It wasn't just something a funny name or anything like that. Um, but you know, as, as a lot of people know, um, as a lot of people know Warrior, uh, we don't take ourselves too seriously on things. So we, um, we definitely, we named it. We knew it worked well, but we named it with a funny name too, just 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 to get it, just get the the name out there and also get people to remember it. I love um, this graphic. It, yeah, it's the it's Johnson ridiculous. It, but it's, it's totally it's ridiculous. Fantastic. A lot of the stuff that we did even back then, like it should be said that you know Mac Daddy, Starsky, Dolomite, uh, the Johnson. A lot of it had a lot of the um, the feel of of some of the movies back in the seventies. Um, that, well, the that Johnson, were, I mean, yeah, just I mean, look at it. It's, if it's you look super at the graphic, 70s. you know exactly where that came from. So uh, that was uh, definitely the, <laughs> the influence for a lot of our designs back then. Uh, the next one up is the Savage, which was um, actually the guys in Europe called the Savage. Savage. Yeah, it just sounds a little more. Uh, uh, this, is guess, an, this is fancy. an interesting looking graphic. It, it's it's a, a it's a very busy graphic. It's a total gong show, is what it is. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 out there, and and that was again, it, it's very related to the popularity of the brand being different, and especially in Europe, uh, Europe, you know, a lot of the time they're very progressive in what they see as cool, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, so they saw Warrior as this huge opportunity to kind of shake up the business and shake up the market, and. They wanted to go all in. So this graphic may not have done well in North America, but it did extremely well in Europe, and people in Europe loved it. So that's why the Sauvage was only sold in Europe only. I think also the price point of it, um, that that made it so that it was also sold in Europe. Funny story about this graphic. There's a Warrior Pro still playing in the NHL that when he came to North America want, still wanted to use this graphic. Was it dry saddle? No, it was. It is Yori Latera. Seriously? Yeah, he used this graphic when he first came over. My God! And uh, basically, we let him use the rest of what he had. And That's then, right. Yeah, and then I said, that. no, 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 you've got yeah. to transition to yeah. a new graphic. Yeah, buddy, you got to. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> that was the that was the past. As long as you have enough for your garage, you're you should be happy. <laughs> so that gets us to 2009, and I'm sorry if I'm rushing through this, but we have a, a lot to get to. Um, the Chronic Spine, um, so this was the first year that we introduced uh, geometry into our product. And what that means is uh, the Chronic was the Chronic. So the Chronic was a true one-piece, super lightweight, uh, but our engineers wanted to add a little bit more structure to it. Um, so that's where you saw the spine blade uh, in addition to the spine shaft where there were like indents in the shaft down on the lower hosel. And then there were spines that were built into the back of the blade. 
Um, what that did was it helped stiffen up the blade, helped stiffen up the lower part of the shaft. Um, some people like it, some people didn't. It was, you know, it was one of those technologies that, that Warrior tried and we figured out that we could make and that it did certain things for certain people, but some people didn't like, so we kind of went away from it. The Dolomite Spine also had that as well, but it was only in the shaft. Yeah, if you're following along on the page, you'll notice as we get to this point, that the, the graphics now, you'll start to see both the grip and the clear versions yep. uh, in, in one picture here, so you don't have to... Because they were launched different. around the same time. Correct, yeah. and Isaac happened to provide them in, in both one, or they were in, in one, one file format. together. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's, a, that's another good thing, is it shows that the two different versions of the files, if you click on the Chronic, it came in the orange, and in the green, that same green that it originally came out in, um, there's a big empty area down on the bottom in the graphic, but that's where the um, indents or the uh, the spines existed or lived on the shaft. And then when you look at the dolomite spine, this was one of the first sticks uh, that Warrior did where it was asymmetrical on both sides, mm -hmm. which was a big difference for us back then and also a very huge difference in hockey. Like... Back in the day, you'd notice like Easton always had their logos in the same spot. Like they had a top logo, a bottom logo, and then yep. on the other side is the exact same thing. And, you know, they, maybe that worked for Easton, but Warrior kind of went away from all that, and we went in a completely direction, different direction. Uh, when you look at this graphic, when a left-handed player holds it, the Warrior is down towards the bottom of the stick, closer to the blade. And then when a right-handed player holds it, the warrior word mark or the logo uh, sits between the player's hands. So the way we looked at it was the stick would look different in many different ways or many different players' hands, uh, but we were okay with that. We liked that we had a different stick and that we were really promoting that and showing it a different way and taking chances on it. Now, this stick, to me, is the Nick Lidstrom stick. Well, yes, yes. And so when, yeah, when Nick Lidstrom came on board... Uh, this was the stick that this was the graphic that he used and 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 very few other people used it It yeah. was really him. I remember I remember the the dolomite spine the blue version the blue and green version Yep, is what he when he showed up using a warrior stick. Yep was like whoa And he liked the white he liked how much white there was on it um, When you look on the bottom in that big white area where it says dolomite spine, but it looks kind of grayish mm -hmm. um, That was actually not even gray. It was like almost like a glitter effect so when you looked at the stick, it looked all white down at the bottom of the stick, but then you turned it into the light, that glitter effect would take, and then you'd see the dolomite spine come through. So that was another thing that I really appreciate about Isaac and the, the, the graphics guys is that they, they added a lot of graphic um, uh, discovery. So whenever you picked up the stick and you actually looked at it deep and closely, uh, you saw a lot of things that you won't necessarily see from far away. So... To me, I feel like that added kind of an artistic feel to our product, too. Um, so, you know, that, that, was, that was some of the stuff that we did back then. Dolomite HD. Um, this is where we were building a, a pretty good uh, name recognition and also some equity in the Dolomite name. So that's why the Dolomite, you saw, start to continue throughout the lines year over year. Because people were recognizing Warrior and Dolomite together. Um, because we were selling the original Dolomite uh, pretty well, and it did make such a great splash, we felt that keeping the name alive and continuing it in multiple lines, but changing the graphic as such that 
you don't lose the color recognizability because those color combinations were very well recognized. But if you change the graphic in certain ways, you will, you'll be able to show people that it is the latest version of that stick. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, when you're growing as fast as we were back then, you want people to recognize your sticks, but you also don't want to stop moving forward. Uh, so I felt like this was a, this was a nice way to show um, how Warrior continued to progress. And this was the first line of product that I personally worked on uh, with the guys. This I came on board in 2008. So a lot of the stuff that we see here was me working with um, the guys and a lot of the talks that we had um, when we were developing this type of product. These, that's the kind of stuff that I'm sharing now. My favorite part of this graphic is the small dolomite in the script with yeah. like the chrome effect. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. I love that. And that wasn't graphic. even chrome at the time. We silver. didn't have the ability. Yeah, but the, with the way guys did it with a gradient effect uh, from silver to black to back to silver, it kind of gave it that look that it was kind of, it had a reflective mm -hmm. look to it. And it wasn't even done with chrome. Like now chrome logos are all over the place. Right. Um, and they're but, just they're just foil. Yeah, it's just a foil, you know, it's a foil, foil graphic. graphic. But now, but with this one, they actually achieved that look that shiny chrome look without even using a chrome decal, which was, which was really, I mean, really smart on their part. Like they did, they did an excellent, excellent job with that. Um, the Hitman graphics. So this was great because at the time the price point on this product was 149, and all of the prices that I'm giving you are in U.S. dollars. So I apologize to anyone listening to this in Canada. You you know the exchange rate, but um, so <laughs> what was it back then though? That that was that's what it was. No, it was one forty nine. Yeah. So oh, the exchange rate back yeah. then, I have no idea. This probably, <laughs> if I guess, it probably retailed for one seventy nine in Canada. Now I'm now you're really pushing my product manager Look at head. That. So, the Hitman graphic, it was pretty cool. Um, this tied into an entire line of protective equipment and bags too. So we had Hitman pant, we had a Hitman glove, we had Hitman bag, roller bag. Uh, most notably, it had a Hitman. It had a uh, it had like a body, what do you call it? A body, a body outline, a body chalk outline. outline. Yeah, a chalk outline <laughs> of a body on the inside of the bag, which we always thought was weird because it kind of looked like a kid, but whatever, <laughs> we won't talk about that because the bag is smaller, right? But anyway, we won't get into that part. Um, but the Hitman graphic itself was awesome. Like it was gold. Like mm -hmm. we used like a, a gold with the black, um, actually more of like a copper, almost a Vegas, Vegas gold. Vegas gold, yeah. And so we were we were cool with Vegas Gold before Vegas even existed, which was great. Um, and then the graphic itself was was awesome. I think one of the things that I will say that we removed on the graphic uh, is we removed the bullet from the final graphics. Somebody yeah, I, somebody can can fix me out there in Twitter land, but I'm pretty sure we removed the bullet off of there um, just because of the connotation of that. But I mean, I, I guess I shouldn't say that because everything else is Hitman related, but we removed <laughs> the bullet. Um, one thing that we tied into the graphics on the gloves, like the liner of the glove had like kind of that Louis Vuitton uh, print. Uh, we put that print inside the Warrior logo that you see here down yep. on the low, lower part of the stick. So there's a lot of uh, product tie-in between all the different categories that we were doing at that time. Um, what's next here? AK-27 shaft. I haven't talked about the AK-27 too much. Um, this was one of the first where we, we worked with, with, with Kovalev on the original graphics, the gold graphic, which is kind of the iconic one. 
And then we went back to them on this one for the AK-27 because this is one of the first where we went a wholesale change on the graphic itself. He wanted lightning bolts on it. Um, we put, uh, you'll see in Cyrillic there below the AK-27 logo, uh, I don't read Cyrillic, but we had it translated. It was uh, his nickname, which was the artist. That's what that Cyrillic word says there uh, below that middle logo, the AK-27 logo. Yeah. And then the wings on either side. Um, so it had a really cool like military effect. Uh, we went further with that military effect by offering this product. One of the first times ever it's been done on a hockey stick in the velvet grip option. So it was matte. My favorite to this day. I oh, will, my favorite. I will pause for a moment of silence for oh. DT on the velvet grip. Oh. So Velvet Grip was offered on this product, uh, and then the clear version was offered in matte clear, which is Keith's favorite yes. finish. Um, <laughs> matte clear is really slippy and slidey, and uh, so Velvet Grip on one and uh, matte clear on the other. The Velvet Grip was one thing that was very difficult, and and to this day, I don't think our, our factory in Asia has perfected it. It was tough for them back then, still is, but... Uh, the boys in Mexico and the uh, fine ladies in the finishing department did an amazing job um, doing the velvet grip in Mexico. And this stick, I mean, if you've ever felt a velvet grip stick, this AK-27 shaft was amazing. Still have two of them. Yeah, <laughs> DT. Now we're going to the DT's collection. <laughs> um, so the Johnson, was there an update that year for the Johnson? Yes. I don't think so. Oh, yes. there, there was. Slight, um, slight update there. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's even you, more 70s you, than before. Yeah, you can you can see the updates. I'm not going to speak to that because it's it's way over the top. And <laughs> this show, uh, I don't want to get an NC17 rating on this show. <laughs> uh, the Bentley. This was the first year where we started to. This was a big debate even here internally: is do we go below $99? And so this was the first foray for Warrior. Uh, we knew that a lot of the price points and. A lot of the sticks being sold at the time were below that $99 price point. So this, the Bentley was the first one that we offered. Uh, we used kind of a tongue-in-cheek name uh, by calling it the Bentley because the Bentley is a very expensive automobile. Uh, but what we wanted to do is we wanted to provide a graphic and even a look on the stick that would look really high-end. And the name implied it as well. So that's the reason why we went with Bentley and the way that it's graphic with uh, our brand colors, which is the black and red and silver. Another one of those graphics to me that looks really good. And again, it's the script name of the stick. I don't know yes. why, but I'm always drawn towards that element of a graphic. And this, I will say, this like one, our it, logos, it looks very high end. As you go through a lot of these graphics, our logos are really unique mm -hmm. from one to the other. Um, that, again, is a credit to our designers. But they uh, they always did a great job, I felt, of, of building logos and, and, and really getting the feel of the name uh, implied in the, in the name and the logo of the stick. This was the first year we went into composite sticks. So um, as I'll probably repeat myself during this podcast, a goalie stick has the largest billboard for your brand. This is the first year composite goalie sticks. A composite goalie sticks, yeah, yes. Not so composite we had, sticks. We had been running swaggers before. Uh, after our acquisition of Warrior Finland, um, which was the Montreal, the old Montreal factory. But uh, this was our first foray into composites. Our factory had gotten to a certain point where they were actually building really good composite goalie sticks uh, that were durable. At the time, durability was a bit of an issue with composite goalie sticks, so we did a lot of testing before we ran this out. Uh, the Fortress goalie stick was a pretty good weighted stick. It was our high end. Um, 
the graphic itself, we felt like we wanted to try a lot of different things with it. Like you would be amazed at how many different versions we had of the Fortress at the time. Uh, but we went with this uh, kind of off kilter tilted logo. Uh, the fact that on composite you can use decals versus foam core we couldn't at the time. Um, that opened us up to being able to graphic the entire paddle and the blade. So we went not a little crazy, but we wanted to find a different way. The other thing we wanted to do is really show people that this is not a foam core. So that's why we tilted the logo a little bit, uh, because usually you wouldn't see that on a screen printed paddle, which the foam cores are, because you can't always screen print exactly right. like that, and especially with that much detail. So you'll see like some details inside the logo, uh, the, the varying um, orange colors, uh, that, that, that's the fortress there. Now, if you look at the Messiah, uh, let's see. I don't want to screw this list up. <laughs> DT. I think I already screwed one of the links out, but DT will fix Just it. Just don't work. save your changes. Yeah, I'm sorry. I won't save anything. Um, <laughs> so the uh, Messiah, you'll see a lot more detail in this one. This tied into um, us starting to build up our entry into goal equipment, too. So a lot of these graphics you'll see on some of the goal equipment that we did. Uh, but this one is really cool. Like you see a giant warrior kind of in the background with a, another warrior on top. Uh, the background is in gray and then the big warrior in the, on the front side is in white. So it's really a big statement to really get the warrior brand out there and to show that there's um, that many more goalies even using our product. Uh, and then of course the swagger. I'm glad you put the swagger in here because when the swagger first came out, it was our bread and butter stick. Um, not to take away from the decal, type of style of building a stick but this one here uh, it had a background decal on it that you can see there it's kind of like a spider web looking mm -hmm. um, so we wanted to add as much flavor as much of the um, uh, graphic element or uniqueness of warrior to a foam core stick and be very different um, from even the montreal brand that was on that stick before um, so that's why you'll see that the graphic itself is very different than what you would seen in a foam core, even a wood stick back in the day. So 2010, this is where- Cruising right along here. Whew, this is where our line really, this is when Keith was working long hours because uh, our line really blew up. Uh, we added a lot more stick product. Um, so Chronic Double D. I do uh, want to make a note here. Yeah, please. 2010. Because I've been talking a lot. It's okay. The 2000, so 2010, well, you will notice the, the keen eyes out there that this is the last year that we put the Players Club logo on the stick. Yeah. Which is I a very cool logo. Yes, the Players Club logo was cool. I think this is also the last year that we did Inno design on the sticks too, right? I believe you're right. Let me make sure. Uh, no, it may have fallen. Hang on. Got to zoom in here. No, I think it fell off for oh, 2009. 2009 it fell off. So these were some of the changes that we made <laughs> as we were growing older that we didn't necessarily need the Inno so Inno Design referred to Innovative. Um, it was on the original graphics when we first started as a warrior company. And that was to help um, either consumers that used to buy Innovative sticks, uh, some of the players that were using Innovative at the NHL level, and even some of the retailers that were carrying Innovative and had a lot of faith in the Innovative product back in the day as well. Um, so that went away. The Players Club logo uh, was a logo referring to a high-end product that was used on the ice at the NHL. Correct. And a lot of our marketing materials went along with that. So if ever we featured something using a, a player, um, at the time we were doing ads with, uh, I want to say Kovalchuk, 
some of those guys, mm-hmm. um, we would add the Players Club logo to it because they were part of the Players Club. Honestly, at the time, we only had uh, I think we only had twenty something guys in the Players Club, which you know now we have a lot more. <laughs> so we dropped the Players Club logo on the twenty ten line uh, only because. Not because we didn't have that many players, but we started growing. And so I, mm-hmm. I feel like that was one of the changes that we needed to make because we weren't, it wasn't, not that it wasn't a special, but it wasn't something that you need to call out as much. Right. And internally, uh, our tracking is still referred to as the Warrior Player Club. It is. Yeah. We Warrior. never went away from it internally, <laughs> but it, uh, it's something that we didn't put out externally. Yes. So, so if the, you, and you, and if getting back to the graphic, if we, if you notice on this one, the blade is also included. So you can see the yep. detail on the spine blade there. Yep. 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 It, it wasn't on the earlier files, but on this one it is. And the main reason for that was because we came up with a new, um, double D was the double density or dual density blade that we came up with at that time. And um, at the time, I'm sure there's people out there that remember our sticks. We had some blade breakage issues, and the Double D helped with that. Um, I'm not going to say that it solved the problem, but <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest with everybody out there. I'm, I always am. Uh, but it definitely uh, improved our blade durability yes. at that time. Um, that goes to our next product, uh, the Dolomite Spine, which is one of my favorite graphics. I don't think DT likes this one, though. This is not one of my favorite graphics. Okay. No. So we've had this discussion. Before. We have had this discussion in prep for this podcast. Um, so the reason I like this graphic, I'll say this, is that it had a chrome base. Which so, I love. Yes. The chrome, the stick itself was painted chrome first, and then the decal was added to it. And the idea around this was that we could have a double, double uh, logo effect. So if you look at one side of the stick, it's a chrome finish with a black warrior logo and then when you look on the other side of the stick it's a mostly black stick with the colored logo like a gold logo or a blue logo on the other side um so the other thing i should say is this was this was the beginning 2010 was the beginning of us working with um well actually the end of 29 uh 2009 beginning to 10 is when we started working with a guy out in california named dustin who designed most of our sticks here for this time period Dustin came from the surf industry, skateboard industry. Um, he was uh, he was a way out there guy. He was great. He brought a lot of crazy ideas to us, and uh, we worked with him on a lot of the graphics where we kind of gave him the the idea of where we wanted to go with the look of it, and then he would produce like so many different options for us to look at that we would be able to then dial it down. But the best part about it was that he wasn't a hockey guy. Um, he played hockey. He was originally, I think, from Canada, but he turned into a surfer when he moved to California. <laughs> so it was a great mix of someone that understood hockey, uh, but de- wasn't necessarily a traditional hockey guy who kind of only saw it in hockey with hockey eyes or with a hockey lens. Right, right. It was someone that looked at it with kind of the surf. Fresh eyes. Fresh eyes, exactly. And No so preconceived hockey notion. Exactly. And that's what Warrior was. I mean, we were different. We wanted to continue that idea of being different. So that's where um, Dustin came in, which then leads me to the Dolomite Dragon. So um, personally, I I always like this graphic. <laughs> I, lo- I love this graphic. I let, this that, has let been the a, record state, I love this graphic. Well, DT loves this graphic, the blue one. and God bless DT because he's a great guy. But uh, this was a graphic 
that uh, was met with both warm and very cold feelings. Um, whether it be out at retail or whether it be from some of our dealers, they thought we had kind of lost it. Some people here in the office thought that I lost it. But what I was trying to achieve or what we were trying to achieve with this graphic was to, um, to add a little bit more flavor, add a little bit more difference, be different, um, and also look at updating. So now you're looking at what, the fourth generation of Dolomite? Yeah. So I was getting a little afraid that the Dolomite thing was kind of wearing out. So uh, maybe I took it to 11. Maybe I should have just taken it to six or seven. Uh, but we added the dragon on there, the dragon graphic, which I thought was a cool graphic itself. A lot of detail there, Dustin did. Um, add that in there where we still took a lot of the tribal look from all the other Dolomites, the same color uh, combinations of the blue and the green. Uh, but added a little bit more to it just to separate it from the other dolomites. I love it. I, if I could still get the blue dragon on my sticks, I would. I, making, I love this. Logo. I know. I'm making excuses for that graphic, but uh, <laughs> there's plenty of people in this office that still hold that graphic over my head, so we will move <laughs> along. This was the first year that uh, AK27 became a AK graphic stick. So it was a, a, a one-piece stick with the AK um, graphic on it and the main reason for it is because the AK graphic was so well received that redesign with the velvet finish all the great clean look to it it was all black which is a simple silver warrior mm -hmm. there were plenty of NHL guys that loved using this stick and this is where we kind of ran into some problems because we had a lot of NHL players in this graphic and it wasn't our top end graphic so this is where we kind of ran into a big problem from a sales and promotion standpoint is that you have a $149 price point graphic that a lot of the NHL players wanted to be in uh, and it's not your top end product. So that's part of the reason why people were giving me such a hard time about the Dolomite Dragon <laughs> is that that was our high end product or our top end product that was moving in higher price point, better product that was moving. Uh, but the players that, all wanted. But the, the players wanted to be in a black stick, which yep. NHL players always want to be in a to black stick. To this day, that trend continues. To this day, it continues, and they always ask for it. So, um, this was really popular at the NHL. In fact, we had guys like Jonathan Taze using it at one point. Who? Yeah, and uh, you know, this was a guy that you know, this was a stick that everyone really loved. How clean it looked, and so this kind of this stick for me was one of the turning points for Warrior. I feel because it kind of taught us to it taught us to mature from a graphic standpoint from a design standpoint so we'll talk a little bit about that as we move forward you'll see that that trend continued uh, in the following years for design the swizzle stick was we took that that asymmetrical look this was a really great looking stick um, the swizzle stick if anybody out there has ever had a cocktail they know what a swizzle stick is so that was the reason for the name uh, and then the look of the stick itself was kind of taking the Johnson, which was this price point before, 139 and modernizing it and getting away from the Johnson. <laughs> yeah, that, that, the swizzle graphic really popped. It, it was great. It, was it, it looked hot. Really good. We had a lot, of, a lot of players that really liked that one, too. Uh, Anthem was a $99 price point. Uh, this was my homage to Def Leppard, as you can <laughs> see here. Um, so uh, we went from the 70s, uh, Waka Waka. Johnson stick to the 80s hair metal band. 
and so he's throwing, you know, you see the, the bone guy throwing up the W. Uh, so it's pretty cool. Uh, we had uh, the Anthem graphic. And then as you move forward, the Bentley still continued, uh, but we modernized it. So yeah, I think this got is the white and red here. one, right? Correct. This is the white, yeah, red, and silver. Yeah, up here. So the white, red, and silver. This is a clean-looking stick. Yes. And at the time, I believe it was a $79 price point, so maybe even 69 for a $69 stick to look this good, um, I mean, we sold this stick like gangbusters. It was moving like crazy at retail. Uh, so we did a really good job. The guys did a great job on that. AK-27, I don't think changed that year. Yes, right? it did. Oh, it did? So this okay. is the year the AK-27 shaft looked, uh, oh, got the yes. update, so it didn't look like the stick. Yes, and this came from Kovalev himself. So he wanted an update. I think he knew that this was going to be his last uh, stick, so we went to an all-black this was the first year we started dealing with chrome decals. So I said earlier that we never really made a chrome decal. This is the first year that we did. Um, the gold that you see on there for the big warrior at the top of the stick was in gold chrome. And the silver one that you see below it, that was in silver chrome. And then the double eagle Russian guy there was also done in chrome. So it was all chromed out on a black, matte black, and a matte clear stick, yeah. which looked really, really good. This is a... Really good-looking stick, really good-looking shaft. I don't think I have one of those. need to find one. Um, is this the Fortress? Yeah, so the this, Fortress. This is the update to the Fortress. The Bomber Fortress. Yep. Uh, so we took the Fortress, or the Super Fortress was an airplane. Um, so we kind of went with that idea. This is a great graphic, too. It's great fantastic. graphic. Great graphic. I took a little heat for the pinup girl on there uh, internally here in the office, but uh, I feel like some goalies out there got the joke. So we went forward with that. And um, the Messiah for Messiah that year. also I got an update. The update. This is the... Oh, oh no, this was... No, this stayed, this stayed this, the same. This stayed the same. Yeah, there wasn't a change on that one. Um, Abyss was the first year that we came out with this. So this was an update to a foam core stick, a uh, lower price point foam core stick. So we wanted to get a little bit more business, a uh, little more volume. Uh, so we made this stick. It was uh, made in Canada. It wasn't made at the factory in Finland. And we added a little bit of a twist on it as the praying angel guy there um, on the abyss. Uh, I think he was, I think my idea with that was that he was in the depths of hell and looking for um, redemption to come back. I look, so, that, you know what that reminds Archangel. me of? Archangel. It reminds me of the, uh, the big things from the, never, the movie The NeverEnding Story. Mm. The big uh, things he's got to walk through. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they shoot the lasers out of there. Yeah. That's what this, uh, this was, yeah. that's what it reminds See, me of. See, it means something, it means it means something, something different, different to everybody. everybody. Exactly. So that's, uh, we got, hey, that's art, right? Like, exactly. That's what we went after. Woodrow, one of my personal all-time favorites. <laughs> I will never forget the Woodrow. I love the Woodrow. Um, the Woodrow was a name I think we took from lacrosse business. They used that, I think, uh, for something. I can't remember exactly, but we used that name for a wood stick, an all wood stick, which makes sense. Again, trying to get every part of the market possible. So we came out with our first all wood goalie stick. Um, and so we decided to have fun with it. So we've made, uh, we made the graphic be a woodpecker. Uh, that was kind of our mascot for the Woodrow. Uh, I've nicknamed him Woody, and I think if you zoom in close, I think he has a tattoo that says Mom. He does. On his uh, little wing there. Yes, on his left wing, yeah. he's got a uh, tattoo, he's a heart a, tattoo with an arrow through it that says Mom. Yeah, so all those little details, we always uh, we always had a little laugh about, but uh, we put it there, so hopefully one day somebody noticed it, hopefully a kid, or even a player, it didn't matter. 
So if we go into 2011, this is where I look, told you earlier. Look at all the sticks in 2011. A lot of sticks. Keep, we were busy. Uh, this this was when uh, yeah this is when Isaac and I were on the phone together probably daily um, talking back and forth. But you guys weren't living together with all these no, sticks. No, we should have been living together. Holy that cow! That would have made our lives easier, but our wives wouldn't have liked that. So <laughs> uh, the Woodrow or the widow, sorry, this was the. So there's a big change for us between those two years. Um, we knew that spine wasn't working, and we needed a new technology. And really, our technology idea was to go after um, low kick. And, to, and, and the idea and the talk that we were having a lot back and forth between Isaac and I was, we need something to really accentuate that low kick. And so Isaac and the engineers came back with was dagger taper, which had changed our company. Because now, if you look at what we've done if you fast forward to now, this was 2011, if you fast forward to now, Dagger Taper was one of those successes that really pushed us forward um, with the way that we design product, the way we tell stories, and even the way that we graphic our product too. So this was a big change for us as a company. Uh, the Widow graphic you'll see is very toned down compared to what we did in the past. But still very detailed. Still very detailed. We wouldn't want to go away from um, you know, having a unique look, we didn't want to completely sell out, <laughs> uh, but we wanted to make sure that people knew that this product was all about the technology and was serious business. Right. So you'll see in the graphic here, there's um, some detailed lines through the middle. Uh, that's kind of a homage to the widow name, which is, I used to call it, I think I called it like scientific webs. I can't remember. Yeah, what it's I very it. it's very web like it has through the web, middle of the graphic web to, effect. The, to the da new dagger taper. Exactly, logo. and and all of the graphics throughout the entire stick point to the dagger taper. Uh, if it drives your eye down to the dagger taper, right. so you'll see all the red at the top. It it's it's kind of like flared out, and as this as those lines come down the stick, they start to come together and, and to the focus almost point, meet at the table and then they almost meet at that little dagger um you'll see that that spike we we called it the spike that was a colored spike on the top of the stick uh, because we felt it was important that when the sticks are in the stick rack at retail that people know that that area down at the bottom meant something and, and just a note on this one here the the red and the blue were what was available at retail. They the were middle the retail graphic graphics. that you see is is the pro graphic. Yes, so the or red, one of the pro graphics. One of the pro graphics. So the red was a clear matte clear finish. Mm -hmm. The blue was a regular grip spray grip finish with nipple texture, um, and then the black one in the middle was a graphic that we made only for pros, because of uh, all those guys that wanted that AK graphic, that all black with just a white warrior. We made this graphic to get as many players as possible because at the time we knew this technology was going to catch on with NHL players. So we didn't want what was happening in the past with us. We didn't want the graphic to turn people off. Right. We wanted them to just go into the stick for what the stick was, so, and, it, and, they, and they did. Sometimes with pros, you have to ease them forward. Yes, yes. Uh, you, and you can't just drop it on them and be like, no, this is what you're going to use. No, now. not at all. Um, so that's a story on the widow, and that's kind of a story on how in this year, in 2011, this product year, we matured quite a bit. Um, on the Diablo, this is where I felt like we could inject still some of that warrior attitude uh, into our sticks. So you'll see 
it drives from the widow uh, in the shapes and the lines that you see on the stick, but it has more of the brighter colors, so the blue and the yellow. Uh, but then if you look really close in the middle of the stick, we have kind of a demon-looking guy in the middle there. Mm -hmm. That actually was a tattoo. I was in Europe not for mine. one of our sales meetings. Yeah, not DT's. It was a tattoo. Uh, one of our, I think it was our sales rep from Sweden, had that face um, where it looked like in the tattoo it was ripping through his forearm. And I was... I was scared of this guy just looking at him anyway. <laughs> but then when I saw that tattoo, I was like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. I took a picture of it with my Blackberry at the time and I sent throwback. it to Isaac. Yeah, throwback. And wow. I sent it to, yeah, I'm old. I sent it okay, to I Isaac. I sent it to Isaac and Dustin and Dustin replicated that graphic and drew it. Like he, when, if you have the art file and I still do on my computer, when you click on the art file, he drew every layer of that face. That's insane. Yeah, it was insane. It took him a long time. And in and in the gra in the stick graphic here, he's kind of like peeking out from behind yeah. the yeah and the then devil the, tail. And, and then the beauty of what Isaac did was it was it was on a black base stick, and he did the the face with that. Remember from the Lidstrom stick where it had that like mm -hmm. uh, the glittery that glitter silver, effect, the glittery so white. So you didn't really see it, mm -hmm. but then when you turned it in the light, you saw the face. So it was really and really. Freaky. I know Isaac has a term for that, and he's told it to me. And uh, I it's called smoke. Remember. I think it's a smoke effect. I cannot remember I what, it's called, what it's called. So yeah. Isaac, I'm sorry, I don't sorry, remember Isaac, what you we called suck. it. Um, so then, this was the final. Was this the final year of Dolomite? I want to say it was. Uh, yes. So this was the final year of Dolomite. This price point, we we're always at this price point. It was still that traditional fuse stick. We knew we were gathering players that were using that stick. So. We didn't change too much on it. I think this one had the new blade on it. Uh, but but I feel like this graphic was one of the best Dolomite graphics uh, because of all the detail and because it looked really cool. Uh, it looked very different than anything else that was out there at that time. Yeah, this one looks like, um, to me, it reminds me of, you know those like Grindhouse movies where they're yeah. kind of like they mix the animation and the real... This is... This is what this graphic looks like to me. I, this one's, I love this graphic, the, especially the green. Oh, yeah. Um, the Anthem stick, uh, or the sorry, the Vandal stick was um, an update for Anthem, I want to say. So it was at the $99 price point. This was kind of my homage to punk rock. Um, so you'll see the plaid with the little buttons at the top. Um, and the guy with the mohawk in the middle with the warrior in the mohawk. So again, Dustin always doing all the detail work here. Some of the shadow work that's at the bottom of the stick was like that leopard print that at the time a lot of people were wearing like leopard print pants and those <laughs> kinds of leopard print shoes. So uh, creepers, I, I, I referred to creepers, those shoes back then, if you guys are old enough to remember that stuff, that's the reason why. There's a safety pin in there like back in the day. People used to put patches on their jackets with the with safety, safety pins. pins. So that's where you see a lot of the detail that came with the Vandal stick. It was real, <laughs> real legit. Bandito, again, one of my favorites. Um, this, was, this was a pet project for Dustin. Um, he's a huge Day of the Dead fan, fanatic. Um, so we got our little Vato there in the middle uh, with a <laughs> bandana on his head, Day of the Dead skull with the sweet mustache. And then this was something where... And the ribcage. The ribcage rib showing cage. through. Yeah, and fine. the ribcage, and he's wearing his... 
He's wearing his Vato Easter outfit where he's like only got the top. <laughs> he's only got his, his abuela wants him to go to church, so he's only got his top button done there. So now I didn't... this shows a little bit about my Southern California roots. Um, I have a good mix of being from Montreal and California, so this was a fun project to do. I, I didn't remember this stick being purple until I got this graphic. Well, a lot of people didn't know it was purple, so there's yeah. a story behind that too is that um, Dustin really wanted to get purple on a stick. He felt like we needed to do this. And it was always a debate between Isaac and myself and him where we can't make a purple stick. Like, it's a stretch, even for hockey, mm -hmm. uh, even for Warrior in hockey. So this was, um, I'm trying to look at the, the graphic. Oh, my, my crazy life, I think. Mi vida loca. So that was that was one of the things that was just below the Warrior logo there that you see me be the loca. So, yep. um, sorry, get back to purple. Um, we told them, okay, well, if you can make a good graphic, I think the Bandito would work because of Day of the Dead, black and purple. So he did a beautiful job of doing it. Isaac did an amazing job of picking the tone of purple and what color it was so it didn't look odd. On yeah, a it's not stick. a super like bright no. popping. Purple. So because it was on black, it was a black on the purple, metallic purple, almost like, um, almost like a, a um, almost like a lowrider purple. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, like so an automotive type. Isaac finish. Isaac's a huge automotive guy, and he knows a lot about automotive paint. So that's what we use when we paint a lot of our sticks. So that's where you see uh, that automotive, that that lowrider purple come in on that stick. Uh, the, the great story on that stick, and it was. Uh, I think it was only like a 119 price point, so it looked really good for uh, for that type of product. Um, the Dynasty graphic, this was where we started to, because of the success that we knew that we were going to have with Dagger Taper and we wanted to move it down the line, we wanted to start building silos. So we wanted to start building technology silos. So one was quick release and the other one was power. And with Dynasty, that's where we went with this AxiSim technology. Mm -hmm. We didn't do silos by name, we did silos by technology. So AxiSim was our power technology, and the way that one worked was, you can see on one side of the blade it looks red, and on the other side it looks gray. Uh, we actually tinted that side of the stick, because what we wanted to show was that the fibers were different on one side than the other. So what we were trying to tell was a recoil story, where when the stick loads up on one side, the fibers on the back side are in tension and will release the puck. So that was the power story on Dynasty. Um, the, the story on Widow and Di Diablo was of quick release. So we didn't really, it was a different story that we were telling between Dynasty and Widow. That was the beginning of that. And then in that same technology line of product, you got the Mojo and the Evo. Is the Evo in this one? Or was that the following yeah, year? That was the following year. That was year. the following year. So, that's where we really started to build out that technology uh, idea. Uh, the Mojo, if you look at that stick, it has the same effect. It had AxiSim in it, which we called out kind of in the middle there at the bottom. It's kind of hard to see because you've got this like blue storm going on in that area. Um, but you'll see the red tint on the back side of the stick. Yep. So another thing to mention is because we were doing the red tint on the back of the stick, every stick was made uh, asymmetrically. So we made a left-handed graphic and a right-handed graphic. Ooh. Yeah, they hated us at the factory. 
because it's difficult. Like you have to order all the graphics for all the sticks you're mm -hmm. gonna make. So when you're ordering left-handed graphics and right-handed graphics, they have to go on right-handed and left-handed sticks. Which takes time. It takes a lot of time and a lot of organization. So they hated us, they hated that idea. But you know, we wanted to really drive home the technology story with a visual connection. And that's the reason why we did it. So on Mojo, on Dynasty, those were all built asymmetrically right and left-handed from a graphic standpoint. Um, let's see, where are we going now? Widow SE, so uh, the Widow SE was a takeoff of what we introduced as a Widow earlier in the year. I think Widow originally launched in February. Widow SE launched in October, I think. Um, and then as you go down, the Vandal X, um, that was launched around the same time. So this was an update to the original Vandal. Again, we're getting into those lower price point volume sticks. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm using a lot of product product manager talk here. <laughs> um, the Bentley SS, we call that the Super Sport. I this graphic was amazing. Uh, this was a fun graphic to work on. I'm not sure what the actual like um, inspiration was around it. I think it was very. I was probably on a China trip far too long because there's a lot of. I feel like a lot of communist. Uh, <laughs> Uh, undertones to it with the stars and the red and all that stuff. Um, so there's a ton of detail in this stick. You, when you zoom right into the bottom half of the stick, there's so much detail work in there. Um, and even in the middle area of the logo, um, in the SS logo and around there. There's um, a lot of stuff in there. There's this, a lot this is a, of things going on. This is on an on extremely this. detailed graphic. A lot of details on that graphic. And, and like I said earlier, Dustin would build all this out um, himself, he'd draw every single line. So when you look at that, I mean, you just have to think about the amount of time that he spent on it. The Esquire uh, was kind of a takeoff of uh, maybe an old university kind of uh, uh, fraternity kind of look. So it was a mostly black, maybe day um, uh, skull, the skulls kind mm -hmm. of uh, you know secret society kind of situation. So uh, you'll see a lot of that in the logo work and the in the uh, shield logos. And then even some of the detail that you see behind the scenes, like I'm not saying that there's dead guys in there, but there's like some stuff going on in there that I'm not even sure. Yeah, I, down at the I, bottom I'm, of the stick, there's definitely some stuff going there's on. There's some there. stuff going on in there, and I'm not sure uh, I can I can speak to it, and I'm not sure I want to. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you guys look at that stuff. Uh, the Messiah for this year, this was not one of my crowning achievements, but this was one of the uh, one of my most favorite graphics that we've ever done. The stained glass graphic. The stained glass graphic. This the idea for this graphic. Uh, I was sitting in church one day, and <laughs> I looked to the side, and there was a stained glass window, and I said, "That we have to do it." And so, taking off that stained glass idea, the Messiah obviously has that connotation to it. So we applied it to the Messiah brand or the messiah stick brand and then uh, as we talked further i said well a goalie stick has two sides and life has two sides so you have the good and of course the evil so let's make the stick good and evil on both sides so everything that's outward facing for a goalie is the good side and then of course the evil side for a goalie is always great because they always goalies always have the dark side when they're sitting in the corner in the locker room. <laughs> you know they're thinking about something. No one knows what it is. No one wants to know what it is. As long as they win, as long as they win games, um, I feel like goalies got a kick out of this graphic. I hope they did uh, because we we really enjoyed working on this. graphic. That's some heavy stuff there. Heavy, isn't it? That's 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 some deep thinking. There was some thought stuff. that went into it, but the I feel like. 
whatever the thought was didn't matter. It was the execution. It looks great. That was ridiculously amazing. Um, the amount of detail work and that stained glass look on the logo itself is incredible. I'm not when when we first got this in from Dustin, I was I was beside myself. I couldn't believe it, and we went right to uh, we went right to press on that one. That was an amazing stick. Um, the Abyss goalie stick. Uh, this is where the limitations of screen printing <laughs> show their ugly face here, but we tried to do as much as we could even with it. So a lot of the disjointed lines and a lot of the crisscross lines that you see there, uh, a lot of detail work in this, but it those crisscross lines help to build the logo. So you see the punch out on the Warrior Circle W uh, and then the, the Warrior logo at an angle there. My... I'm not getting too long-winded on some of these. No, you're good. You okay, got plenty good. of time. Good. Just me and you. Yeah, so we're explaining. So the barricade was uh, taken off of that kind of that military look that we did with the fortress. So that was just an update there. The barricade was one of the first times we got into the $99 price point with composite goalie sticks. So that was a big seller for us. That's the reason why it was offered in those three colors uh, because usually goalies are either a blue base, red base, or black and white. So that was the reason why that was made in three colors. Uh, clutch was our opening price point uh, wood goal stick. And then the Abyss uh, update, uh, that, that was an update that we did mid-year. Uh, this was the first time, I want to say, yeah, one of the first times we used a decal. So the same style that we use on our composite sticks, we started to apply to our foam core sticks. And that's why you see that this logo has tons of detail work mm -hmm. in the logo itself. That's why it looks so rich. In 2012, we continued the AxiSim idea from the Dynasty into the Evo. So this was a 149 price point. Uh, before that, the Dynasty was at two, 269, I want to say, or 250. Uh, this was at 150, and, uh, and the Swizzle. Uh, was at 119. So this AxiSim idea, um, that that style of technology for a power technology or power story, this is where you saw it starting to branch out into a full line within the line, uh, story within the story. Uh, cool idea here, we use kind of a, a robotic look, a um, lot, of, lot of gradient from dark blue to light blue, uh, it made for a really cool looking futuristic looking stick. Uh, the Bentley X, so this was the first few years here where we started building uh, a sub-segment of our line for the X series, which was our lower price point sticks mm -hmm. that were built on durability, story, um, and also performance. So uh, this stick here had a lot of great, it was an all red stick. I still see this stick out there. Mm -hmm. uh, it yep, sold so extremely I. well. The Esquire X, this was a great stick. It was all dressed up with nowhere to go. So it looks like a pinstripe so, suit. This is one of your favorites. This is one of my favorites. It's a pinstripe suit with a tie, with the X being the knot for the tie. But when you zoom into the actual suit jacket, uh, the pinstripes are warrior logos. So again, the amount of detail in a lot of the stuff that we did was amazing. Um, and that's all credit to our designers uh, and Isaac. Uh, they did an amazing job of, of, of coming through with it and building it. And then this was the first year, the DT series, this was the first year, not named after Doug Todd, of course, but what? the DT series was the Dagger Taper series. So, I wasn't even here yet. Yeah, exactly. So what we found was Dagger Taper really caught on. And the idea of quick release and the idea of the taper 
being a visual cue to the technology really caught on. And, and that idea that we were building around technology being universal um, was something that, that we really needed to do and that drive that home. So um, we built Dagger Taper throughout the entire line of products. So whether it was the top end DT1, which at the time I think was 269 price point, uh, 259 maybe, uh, to the DT2 is 199, DT3 is 149, DT4 is 99, and DT5 was 79. We built that dagger taper um, construction or technology into every single stick uh, throughout our entire line of product. And this was kind of the beginnings of us telling one story for all of our sticks. Whereas in the past, we'd have all kinds of different graphics, all kinds of different looks throughout our entire line of product. This is where we, I feel, matured, and it, it all built up to this moment where we really matured as a company telling one story, one technology story throughout the entire line of our product. Uh, what we did here was we went to an all, what I called cool color base for all of our sticks, which was blues and greens and silvers and grays, um, because we set up for the following year, which was the Dynasty series, which played off of the power uh, story. So I'll get into that when we get into the following year. Um, first, I'll talk about ritual composite sticks as we continue down the line here. Uh, we tried to start building a story for the goalie product, the goalie composite product. So the ritual was the top end. It had a grip feature. That's where you see that green in there. It wasn't actually colored green. That was just to show the way the grip looked uh, right. in, the, in the shoulder of the stick. Um, and the look itself, it drafted off of at the time, we were launching our Ritual goalie product. It was uh, Pete Smith that had come on board during that time. And so we're building off of the graphic that they were using on the goal equipment. So we wanted to tie those two together. The wave graphic you see here cued off of the same things that we did in the Ritual. So a lot of those sweeping lines, uh, you can see it's, uh, I called it like a digital wave there at the bottom in the blade. So it kind of looks like the wave, like a wave, a wave cresting, but it's drawn only in lines. So that was really cool. Um, a technical, very technical look for the technical goalie sticks we had at the time. So going into 2013, this is where the AX series comes out. And you can see that the juxtaposition of the covert line. So we had the covert line carry over, and now we came out with the dynasty line. And we went with that same technology story, which was AxiSim which means you know it flexed on one side and was powerful on the other. So this was our power story stick. And so the Dynasty line, it was a gray base stick, which had, we, we hadn't done before yet, mm -hmm. which was really cool. We kind of took that idea from like fighter jets, that kind of look. And the contrasting colors on this line were yellows and reds and orange you see here. So what I call warm, warm colors versus the mm -hmm. cool colors of the blue and the green. So what we were really trying to do is build a full line of product, build a full line story uh, between Covert and Dynasty, uh, and also build out a full line look. So if an NHL player came to us and said, uh, listen, I play, uh, I play on the Montreal Canadiens and I want a blue stick, we would have an option for that graphic for them. If, say, a Detroit Red Wing came to us and said, hey, I play on the Red Wings, I want a red stick, then we had a graphic that was available for them. So we built a graphic for the pros for each one of the colors. 
so that we wouldn't run into problems where a player was like, well, I want this. You can't make it. So, you know, <laughs> I, I, I'm not interested. So that's the uh, story behind the Dynasty series. That same year, later in the year, we, we launched our update to the DT series, which was the LT, ST. This was the first year that we came out with two high-end sticks because we had two stories. We had the LT, which is the light, the DT light. And then we had the DTS, the DT1 ST, which was the strong. And the major difference between those two is that the DT1 ST had a high fuse dagger taper and the DT1 LT was a true one dagger taper. And what the fuse did was it helped make the bottom of the stick stronger and less twisting. So it was really good on slap shots and heavy, more heavy shots. Um, and then you see the differences between the line DT3, 4, and 5. Uh, staying within those color, color, uh, color hits. ST is one of my still one of my favorite graphics to this day. The white one. Yep. Yeah. And really? at the time, so that's another thing we should talk about too. At the time, white sticks were really getting popular. Mm -hmm. Actually, we we're kind of coming out of the white stick craze, and that was the first line, first product in our line that we used a white, a full white stick on. Uh, VR. So the story between the VR two is that we. Came out, we kept the ritual name on it, uh, but the VR was for vibration reduction because we had the shockwave technology in it. Um, so we added that. And then the VR, the VR wave stick, which I think is below that, right? Oh no, it came out the following year. So that continued our, our vibration reduction story throughout the lines of our product. So then uh, 2014, this is when those, those big, bigger stories were really catching on. And so we came out with an AXST and an AXLT graphic within those uh, AX lines. So again, the major differences between the two was that one had strong arm, and the other, uh, and one was fused, whereas the other one was uh, true one all the way through, uh, and stayed a little more active but a little less twisting. Uh, so those are the major differences between those two. And then this was the beginning of the QR series. So later in that year, um, we felt that when we kicked off QR, uh, the project, we felt that we had gone a little bit away from what we were known for. And we got very conservative with our graphics. Uh, our identity originally when we started, even when we started this podcast, I talked a little about how we were different, how we really wanted to show that, and how we really wanted to make an impression on the ice at the NHL. And the way we did that, the way the guys that first started Warrior did that, <coughs> excuse me, is that they really keyed in on the color of the sticks. And so what we did was we decided that we can find a way to build a graphic that will be brightly colored and very vibrant using our key colors that people know us for but also do it in a way, in a smart way, that wouldn't disturb pro players. Because a pro didn't want to use the Dolomite Dragon because it was a total mess on the top of the <laughs> stick. When they were looking down on the stick, they, all they saw was the dragon, the yellow, the, all those bright colors, the blues and the greens and all that stuff. But that's what made Warrior who Warrior was. So what we did with this design was we decided to move all the graphics on the bottom of the stick. So all the major colors of the stick would be on the bottom of it. So when you're holding the stick, 
and you're looking down on it, it looks all black, mm -hmm. which the QR did. When you look at the graphic, when you look at the top of the graphic on any given stick here, it, there's nothing going on uh, close, like when you look at the blade and you look up, up, up the shaft, there's very little graphics on that part. But when you look on the bottom, you see that orange spike, which we really wanted to continue to highlight the dagger taper. And then you see all that blue in the middle. So that's the way we built, I'll say, the architecture of the graphic. But then when we went into, let's say, you call it color by number, when you build the architecture and you need to color it in, what are you going to color it in with? We decided that blue and orange were the two defining colors of our past, mm -hmm. um, whether it be Kovalchuk using the original dolomite and people knowing that original color of dolomite and the blue and the orange combination, um, people really tied in warrior to those two colors. So we decided to go with blue and orange as what we would fill that architecture with. So this is the result. White sticks were still popular, so the QR3 at 149 was offering all white. Uh, but really we stuck with that blue color, that really defining blue color, and the orange for the high end um, for that. And then the name. So that was another process that we went through. We, we did like a four-city um, focus group with kids. With, with kids, I think it was between the ages of 18 and 13. And we sat with them and we said, when you buy a stick, you know, forget about all the BS of technology names and all this stuff. Like, do you know what, do you know what dagger taper means? And they were like, no, we don't know what that means. <laughs> so what we said was, if you were to tell us one thing that you're looking for in a stick, um, not, not like weight or anything like that, but the way it works, what is the thing that you need in the stick that makes it work, that makes, that's going to make you score more goals? And they said, well, if I have a quick release, I can score more goals. Ding. So that for us, yeah. And, and what happened was it, was it was repeated so many times by all these different kids in different cities, in Montreal, in Toronto, in Detroit, in Boston, that it was like, why are we fighting this? Right. Why are we telling people that this is dagger taper? That doesn't mean anything to a kid. But what means a lot to a kid is quick release. And so what we decided to do was we said, well, dagger taper, we already know that that creates quick release. So let's just name it quick release, the quick release stick. Because we're not talking about a feature, we're talking about a benefit and the benefit that a player is going to get by using the product. And so that's how QR1 came about, quick release. And we actually put, to make it as simple as possible, and this is something that I actually, I fought this a little bit, is we actually just put quick release on the side of the stick. If you zoom in on the side, the broad side of the blue, you see that it says just quick release right there. <laughs> and I, I mean, I, I guess I was giving too much credit to the consumer where it, I was like, well, plain sight. yeah, I was like, they'll figure it out. Quick release, QR1. But then, you know, the powers of B and the, some of the smarter people that are around me, which is amazing and great, they said, well, no, we should put quick release right on the stick. I was like, oh, well, okay, well, we'll put it on there. And that's what happened. And so it was, it was the timing, the technology, the thought into the graphic. I mean, the, the QR took us to the next level. And that's what, has, that's, that's what propelled us to where we are now. It was one of the first sticks. I mean, apart from all the other things that the engineers did to make this stick lightweight, the sticks were all true one. 
This was the first year we brought True One across our entire product line. That was huge. So you get you get um, QR1 all the way down to QR5. They're all True One sticks. Um, the dagger tape, like all those features, the blades were improved immensely on the QR product versus what we had with the Widow. So, I mean, all those things led to, and what well, led to where we are now. I need to take a pause. That was. I say, that you was, need, that you was need a, a drink lot. there. Or? That was a lot. That was a lot. Um, so okay, so getting into Swagger Pro LT, this is where. What we did in the player side, we tried to do on the goalie side. So we tried to build a family. And what we decided to do was that we had a lot of players in the NHL using Swagger. So we built a line around Swagger. And we did it in the same way where we explained to goalies or we built the line around features in the product. So the Swagger LT was light. The Swagger Pro ST was strong. Uh, so we used that kind of nomenclature for that. Um, the, the regular Swagger LT was a super light stick that we made and we specifically made from our Finland factory to make it really thin paddle, really lightweight stick. And that worked really well. That was a very popular stick uh, for goalies. And then the Swagger ST, which was a, another strong stick we made with a brand new handle that had never been done before, really strong handle, wood handle on a foam core stick. And then we added features in the foam core and the blade to make it more durable, like the bumper, the bumper um, liner on the bottom of the blade made it extremely light. It made it extremely durable. Um, so we told that story on that. So that's where Swagger separated. We built a line out of Swagger, and then we built a line out of Ritual. Our Ritual line was our lightweight composite line. So that's where you see the VR1 and the VR2. Both had vibration reduction technology in it, and were both lightweight. So now we get into 2015 and the HD series. So now we have the covert rolling along, rolling along for us. Now we decided to do the same thing with Dynasty. And so instead of talking about AxiSim, which was the main feature that gave you uh, feature benefit, this is where we did the same thing we did with Quick Release and we talked about um, Hyperdrive. So the Hyperdrive technology was a, a technology that was built specific for this Dynasty line sticks where Isaac identified that what we were doing on the lower part of the stick with the dagger taper, where we really accentuated the flex down low in the stick, we can really accentuate the flex in the middle of the stick with HD, and that's what caused the hyperdrive feeling. Mm -hmm. So when you would load the stick, it would really flex up real nice, and so that's why when you look at the graphic, we really highlighted that middle area with the red. Um, on the on the HD one, and then the HD Pro, HD three, four, and five, you see, follows the exact same architecture of the graphic, but just in varying colors. And we used a red, which is our our brand color or brand marker, um, as the highlight on the Warrior on the HD stick. I remember showing this uh, going to uh, the Joe with you to show Henrik Zetterberg. Yeah. This graphic. Yeah, were you there and for also, that visit? Also, uh, Eric Carlson. That's right. To show him. That's right. I remember this, that. This was the first time we put his name on a stick. It was the first time. So we showed it to, I think uh, I think the Senators were visiting the Red yep. Wings. Yeah. We went down uh, before the game, and uh, we met with both Eric and Henrik. And uh, I remember you had the original graphic art 
Yes. That Zetterberg had made a note on. Yes, I do. I still have that at home, actually. That said something along the lines of almost there. Yeah, yeah. He wrote on there, like, because, and this is a little bit of a history with Zetterberg, is that Zetterberg always complained that our sticks were way too busy graphically. (laughs) Like, he, he would... He would always complain to us, like when we'd bring him a new graphic and show it to him and say, you know, hey, uh, hey Z, this is the new graphic that we want you to use. And <laughs> and a lot of times Zetterberg would be the first to use the graphic, much like this year he was the first to use the covert um, QR edge. Correct. So the way that process would work is is the product people would go down to the room and show him a printout of the graphic while we were working on it. And we'd get his feedback on it and say, hey, what do you think? Like, you want us to, like, is there, is there any changes you'd like to make? Or is there any suggestions you can make? And this is what we do with some of our players, where we kind of give them a voice. Well, with the HD graphic, he was like, oh, yeah. And he doesn't say much, like, he doesn't say much of anything. But he was like, yeah, I think you're getting closer. Because <laughs> you don't have all kinds of crazy graphics on there. Yeah. And so that, that for me, and I, I had him... I had him write what he said to me on that piece of paper so I could scan it and send it back to Isaac and the guys in California that I think what he wrote was, uh, you're getting much closer or something like that, and then signed it, which was great. So, yeah, so that, that we, we showed him the actual stick, I think, for the first time in that meeting. Yeah. And uh, he, he, he was pleased. He was pleased. He liked that it was all black. He liked that all the white was at the top of the stick. Mm-hmm. He had he liked that there was a little bit of red on there. Um, so yeah, that was uh, that was the Zetterberg uh, Zetterberg commentary on that <laughs> HD design. Um, getting into 2015, this was one of the first years that we started some special edition product. Correct. So the QRSE, um, the QR at this point was a success. We had already launched it into the market. And we gained some traction, and people liked the story, people liked the technology, people liked the look. It started doing really well. So this is where we built out a special edition for it. So we took the same graphic, but in the same way that we did the blue and the orange, we wanted to add some of our uh, look from the past. So that's where we made one version, uh, that green from the chronic, and then we made one version, just a complete blackout with just a little bit of orange on it. Um, still to this day, that blackout graphic was really nice. Yeah, it was really cool looking. And this gets us closer to where we are now. So the Covert QRL, um, this is where uh, I think HD was the last product I worked on. This is where I transitioned out. I started working. I, I became a sleazy marketing guy. And hey, I hey, wasn't hey, a hey, product hey. guy anymore. No, no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but this is where we also transitioned away from Dustin designing our product and we put it in the hands, the very able hands and the guys that have been have been drooling for this this uh, this work was our very talented design team in Montreal. So uh, guys that were designing our gloves and our protective and our helmets and our bags, um, they now were responsible for the design of our product. Um, so guys like, I'll name them out, uh, guys like JS, Jean-Sébastien and uh, Justin um, guys like Neil Watts on the goalie side. This is when they they were already product designers and very able guys, but this is where they could start using their talent and building around uh, our stick product lines. So the first series that they designed was the QRL. So the beauty of the QRL was 
and you see it. There's a big difference here between designers, and you see it right away. Um, when you open up the QRL graphic array, you see that almost all the sticks look the same, but they're slightly different. Uh, the other thing that you see is that they tied in the original look of having most of the graphics on the bottom, but started creeping some of those graphics on the sides of the stick. So you see that the blues start to creep up to the sides of the stick. And the QRL, I will say, is one of the graphics that was the most visible on the ice uh, at the NHL for us. And that's where, you know, we were growing our usage at the NHL. There were a lot more players using our product. But this is where you actually start to really notice it. And more and more guys that were using QRL, you could actually see that they were using QRL or using a warrior for that matter because this graphic was so unique. So major credit to those guys in Montreal. They did an amazing job with tying in what we had built with the QR, really, hide, really highlighting the dagger at the bottom with the orange. They added in those pops of white to really separate it from what the QR was before. And then really making it a very unique graphic at the NHL that really catches your eye. And the L that was added, of course, was for lightning quick release. We were, we were drafting off of the quick release story and we wanted to show that it was an enhanced quick release story. So that's where lightning quick comes in. And lightning quick was also the tagline that we used that we tied into our marketing of this product. So I should say that credit to DT and I, I'm gonna, we're gonna pat ourselves on the back here. But really it's patting, patting the entire group on the back is that with product and marketing working so closely together, and I feel that because DT and I are, are product geeks really at heart, it helped in telling the story of tying in the product name to the tagline of the product and the way that we marketed it. Um, because when you see that it's one cohesive story from the graphic to the way the stick looks, to the name that's on the stick, and even to the story that's told to uh, the story that's told by the marketing department, it helps to tie all of that. It makes a much, much clearer story and it makes it much easier to understand and easier to really grab a consumer. So that's the covert QRL. I don't know that I can say any much, any much more on that. DT, do you have anything to add on that? No, and I think you pretty much covered all Nailed of it, it. there. <laughs> so uh, the Super Dolo, um, there's the next in line here. Super Dolo, Super Mac Daddy. Um, these were uh, SE versions of the QRL, and uh, to me, like, I didn't, I, I couldn't believe it when I first saw this graphic come through from the guys in Montreal. I couldn't believe that they did such an amazing job of tying the look of those original sticks that made us into the new modern QRL graphic. They tied it so well together. So you see, like, the, the pin lines the shapes even they added those little spiky shapes the the tribal shapes they added the background if you look in the background of the the, the dark gray against the black that has some of the undertones of what was it the dolomite 2012 mm -hmm. so it has some of that that uh, lightning like it's that kind of like that, those sketch designs. yeah that dark lightning sketch lines in the background um the warrior at the top on the top of the stick you see there in orange just below that those little diamond shapes, those are the original diamond shapes that we used to highlight the Inno design. So in the in the past, you'd see those little diamond shapes framing Inno design in the middle. Mm -hmm. um, using the original logos and, and updating the Super Dolomite logo and the and the and the even the tribal sunburst 
Warrior logo at the bottom. I mean, the, all those things. The detail in this stick, uh, honestly, I, I can't. I couldn't believe it when I first saw it. How how great of a job they did tying in the old look to the new. Um, and then the super super Mac Daddy. I mean, again, same thing. They took that original blue grip uh, paint. They found the original paint. They used the original orange. Um, again, I when I first saw this, it's like uh, you know, it's like a dad seeing a picture of of his kid <laughs> when when this kid was a baby. DT and I were just talking about that, and and it's like. Man, where did the time go is yeah. the first thing that you say. And then the second thing is, man, my kids were so much cuter when they were babies. <laughs> <laughs> but now they're still okay, right? So it's like a, it's a great tie-in of seeing. It's like your kids, right? Like it's amazing. It's amazing to see that. It pulls on the heartstrings. And I feel like when we launched those sticks, even the dealers right away, they were like, wow. Like this is, this is an amazing homage to where you guys were and where you guys are now. Um, the goalie sticks... So this is also where uh, the goalie guys, uh, so Neil and Kirk and Pete, uh, they took over the design of the goalie stick. So this, for me, I think was a big difference, a big change in our, in our goalie stick design, where you actually had like a lot of the goalie stories and even the goalie look come through on the designs of the stick. So again, another good way of tying in the successes that we are having on the equipment side tying that into the success that we had in the goalie stick side as well. So you'll see a lot of the designs here were very uh, color block oriented. Uh, the, what the goalie guys brought to the table was that they knew how goalies were thinking in the way that goalie, goalie guys wanted their sticks. So you'll see like a, a, a goalie that uses a red stick or a goalie uses a black stick, they're gonna be able to really push that, that team look through on their product. So uh, they did that with the Swagger line. We didn't get away from the Swagger name. We still continued with that name for the traditional foam core and the wood sticks on that line. So now we roll in 2017. Again, our team in Montreal took that style and this was really where they could build a story and build a graphic from ground up with the Alpha. So the Alpha line came about we went away from the dynasty because our, we were forced to because our engineers came up with a whole new story for a technology on a stick, uh, which was the, the quick strike. So the way quick strike worked was, you guys hopefully will all know, is that it's, it's similar to dagger taper, but not the same. It's a, it's a taper story that the flex is concentrated from the middle of the stick down to the bottom. So it's very different from Dynasty and the HD, the hyperdrive, which was only concentrated in the middle. And what our engineers were telling us was that more players wanted the flex to happen from the middle down to the bottom because they could activate more of the stick on flex. Yeah, it, we, we did a podcast specifically on Alpha uh, when, it, when this, we were launching the stick. And Isaac specifically mentioned that Alpha grew out of a need at the NHL level. That's right. That's right. That's This is what guys at, at that level were asking for. This is what he and his team had to come up with and they were to already, solve a problem that the NHL players were giving them. Exactly. And they, so they built, this, they built this construction from ground up to satisfy that need. Well, then why not bring it to the masses? Why Correct. not bring it to retail? So they did with the way that this line was built. So as a group between the product team, the marketing team, and the engineering team, we all took a step back and said, well, 
if this is going to be completely different from Dynasty and the story that we've been telling on Dynasty of power, uh, if we're going to talk about quick strike or quick uh, precision, quick release, we should talk about a different name. Yep. So that's where the alpha name came. the The name of its the name was there to mean uh, a powerful top end product, top dog, alpha dog kind of situation, which ties directly to Warrior as a brand as well. We felt that that, that was a powerful name to use. And so we built the story around Alpha. And you can see here with the graphic itself, they wanted to make it unique from Covert uh, because we had to build a whole new line of products. So they went with this Strike Yellow is what we call it here internally at Warrior. The Strike Yellow is gonna be the highlight color instead of orange uh, for this line of product. Now, we still had a tie into Covert because it had that quick, uh, that quick type of story to it. Uh, so you can see in like the QX3 and the QX4 and 5, or sorry, the QX3 and the 5, you see some blue. Mm -hmm. In the QX Pro, they added a little bit of hint of blue in the background. So these guys did an amazing job of tying that story all throughout the line. The saber taper uh, dagger or saber taper spike that you see on the bottom of the stick, it starts in the middle of the stick and goes all the way down. So that really highlights the color pop there highlights where the stick is active or where the technology lives in the stick. Mm -hmm. So that was another important thing to really visualize where the technology lives in the stick. So they did an amazing job with Alpha. Still one of my favorite graphics, that gray and that strike yellow really pops off the stick. Uh, Alpha AK27SL was uh, an SE model or a special edition model for this uh, product. So they took uh, some of the great things that happened with the AK graphic originally and modernized it. Again, when I opened this graphic, I couldn't believe what they had done to modernize it and really make it tie both graphics together between the Alpha and the old AK. And you'll notice so, on this one that they're, both versions happen to say Superlight. Because yeah. at the time this file was made, we weren't sure which one was going to be that's right. the, the top end price point and which that's one right. was going yeah, to be that, the lower that's, price point. That's a great that's a great call out, DT. That, you know, you guys are looking looking behind the curtain here. So the graphic was built for both. Correct. And so what ended up happening was what ended up happening, DT? The silver one. So the the gold one ended up being the high end model. Yes. And then the silver one was the uh, was the lower end model. And I think the reasoning behind that was that. The product team and, and everyone involved felt that the gold AK was the more iconic AK. And it tied directly to the stick that, that Alex used. Exactly. The shaft. The that shaft he used. that he used. Yeah, because at the time it was, it was just a, a it shaft. It was a two-piece. Right, it was a two-piece stick. So that in itself, I mean, that just explains how long ago that was. But <laughs> yeah, so I mean, that, that gives you guys kind of a look behind the scenes on, on the decision-making there. Uh, if you go into the QRL SE, this was another special edition model. Uh, so they took the idea of, this really came from uh, Mr. Pavelski, right? Yeah, so this one, I'm sorry, but we did. I didn't have the, the file for the lower end version of the stick, which is all white. You can always uh, add it. But I, yeah, I can always add it. So yeah, this is a, a ode to the Joe Pavelski graphic. Um, this is similar to what he uses uh, currently. His is a little more orange, but uh, yeah. So this was a, uh, we'd heard the uh, askings for a white stick. 
to bring back a white stick. We hadn't offered a white stick since the uh, original QR1 series. It was mm -hmm. a QR, uh, QR3. So uh, uh, the product guys made a decision to offer the QRL technology in the white base stick with the uh, black uh, shaft fade there. The, the black, bottom. yeah, the black cutout mm -hmm. uh, with the warrior white. Looked really good, looked really clean. Um, this is where the goalie guys went down their CR. Uh, I think this was really the huge turning point for us in composite. Not only from a construction, not only from an engineering side, because the CR1 was an amazing stick. It had gone leaps and bounds beyond what we had done in the VR1. Um, but also from a graphic standpoint. So uh, all credit to Neil Watts. He did an amazing job. When I first started seeing these graphics come through the office, I was... I, I think I gasped when I saw it in a good way. Uh, I, I, I picked up that first CR1 black, and I was like, holy cow, this is, it's rich, it's technical. Um, it ties directly to the story that the goalie guys have been telling on lightweight, on, on serious, technologically advanced product. Um, so these guys, from a visual standpoint, they brought all those ideas to life and uh, they really, they personified it in the graphic, I feel. Yeah, this, uh, this is a fantastic looking stick. And, and even uh, it became a, a huge story for us this year in the NHL. Absolutely. Uh, with a number of guys jumping into the CR1 uh, right away. Yep. Uh, and this so is a little thing too, but I think like putting my product manager hat back on, um, what they did with the way that they built this graphic or built this decal where uh, the, the decal you see there is, is I'll, I'll talk about the one on the left, the black one. It's blocked out in black and then the warriors in gray, right? Mm -hmm. But what they did, and I'm not sure if they even thought this forward to think this through, but I, I want to say that I'm going to give them credit that they did because obviously it worked, is that when an NHL player, when we started building those NHL sticks for the players, what happened was that block out created the edge that you see on the outer edges of that paddle, which helped to signify that it was the composite stick. Mm -hmm. And so I think for us, when we started transitioning all these goalies, uh, this year was unbelievable. When we started transitioning all these goalies into the composite stick, it really helped to push through the idea this wasn't just the normal sticks that we were making in right. Finland. Yep. This was a different stick, and this was a different graphic. And so, yeah, I mean, they they did an amazing job of, of, of easily telling the story. You know, I'll send a shout-out to a guy like Goalie Gear Nerd out there who was, I mean, he was on it more than we were <laughs> to some extent. Yeah. I mean, he was discovering that all yeah. these different people, he has... He has people planted in every rink at every yeah, morning he, he's skate. He's got spies out there. Yeah, he's got spies out there, man. But he was posting pictures of guys that started using them in practice. And right away, you knew it was a CR1 because of the way that graphic was built and because it had such a distinct look. So, um, yeah, again, kudos to the product guys on the goalie side for coming up with this idea on how to graphic a stick and make it look different. Not much different, but make it look different from anything that we've ever done before. Um, wow, so DT has, so you have 2018 already up, huh? I do, but there's no links to the graphic yet. No links yet. to they're, the graphic they're not, yet. They haven't been uploaded yet, uh, and obviously we're saving those. I yes. mean, uh, 
you've seen the stick. It's n we're oh, not I hiding it. We're not sticking no. it in a black box or hiding it in a phone booth or anything like that. No. Um, so the the graphic is out there. You've seen it, but I haven't put it up on the site yet because I I don't have the actual file. Right. But we haven't shown all of the sticks. Yet. No, we haven't. So uh, when when we're ready to do that, I will upload, and you'll be able to see the detail in. Uh, in all the QR Edge uh, series graphics as well. And again, um, you know, we've seen the graphic. I'll speak a little bit to it. They've done an amazing job of all those things that I talked about earlier of making Warrior different. And this is a great way to, I think this is a great way to end it's, the podcast. It's very different. It makes, so stay with the Warrior spirit, make the product look different, make the product look unique. If you ever took the Warrior logo off the stick, you know you still know it's a Warrior stick because of the way it's graphiced. Um, highlight our technology, highlight what's different of the product, show the consumer what benefit they're going to get from the product, um, and then also every product in the line has the same technology, and then also every stick in the line is. Whatever price point you buy, whether it's a $99 stick or a $299 stick, it's going to be the best of that stick. And it's going to deliver on the technology and the promise of performance. So I'll leave it at that. They nailed it with this graphic in the spirit of what Warrior is all about. And uh, they did an amazing story, uh, amazing job with that. So I don't know. I. I this is a long podcast. It, it, it is, but it was good to sit down and go through kind of our history. Yep. As it's noted on the page, we're coming up on an anniversary in a couple of years, so it was good to get this all down on paper, our virtual paper. Um, we will have to update it going forward, so at some point in the future, we'll sit down and maybe do another podcast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it, it's, it's, it's fun. And, and note at the, at the bottom there, it says not all models are shown. I decided when I set out for this project, and, and, I, and I asked you about it, these are the sticks that were considered our, quote, inline sticks. Yeah. These are the sticks that were released at general retail. Um, so there may be a couple of special editions that were exclusive to certain retailers yes. that are not on here. Yes. We understand true. that. Yeah. Um, but for the purpose of Warrior history, this is the most accurate, I think, that we can get at this point. Anything that was in a catalog. Anything that was in a catalog, and uh, depending on which catalog it was in, because as you as you noted yeah, going through, Q4 there were some overlaps yeah. and, and yeah. when things were actually approved and when they hit the market, what yeah. have you. But this is a this is a really good guideline, and we hope you enjoyed the walkthrough uh, and and stroll down uh, Warrior Stick Memory Lane. Um, it was fun for us doing it. Um, it was, well, you, it, was you, it was a lot you, of hard you work. You did all the work. I, I it it was a lot credit. of work and a lot of double-checking with you and double-checking with Isaac to make sure we had the right graphic for the right year. Um, some of them we had to build out again because they had been either corrupted or lost. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so it, it's taken some time, but it was fun to do. And uh, I hope you, guys, uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. Thanks for listening for this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys.